J.C. Ryle's Devotional Thoughts on the Gospel of Luke Section 45 A Lamp on a Stand Luke chapter 8 verses 16 through 21 No man, when he hath lighted a candle, covereth it with a vessel, or putteth it under a bed, but setteth it on a candlestick, that they which enter in may see the light. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. Take heed, therefore, how ye hear. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. Then came to him his mother and his brethren, and could not come at him for the press. And it was told him by certain which said, Thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to see thee. And he answered and said unto them, My mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of God, and do it. These verses form a practical application of the famous parable of the sower. They are intended to nail and clench in our minds the mighty lessons which that parable contains. They deserve the especial attention of all true-hearted hearers of the gospel of Christ. We learn, firstly, from these verses that spiritual knowledge ought to be diligently used. Our Lord tells us that spiritual knowledge is like a lighted candle, utterly useless when covered with a bushel or put under a bed. It is only useful when set upon a candlestick and placed where it can be made serviceable to the needs of men. When we hear this lesson, let us first think of ourselves. The gospel which we possess was not given us only to be admired, talked of and professed, but to be practiced. It was not meant merely to reside in our intellect and memories and tongues, but to be seen in our lives. Christianity is a talent committed to our charge and one which brings with it a great responsibility. We are not in darkness like the heathen. A glorious light is put before us. Let us take heed that we use it. While we have the light, let us walk in the light. John chapter 12, verse 35. But let us not only think of ourselves, let us also think of others. There are millions in the world who have no spiritual light at all. They are without God, without Christ, and without hope. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. Can we do nothing for them? There are thousands around us in our own land who are unconverted and dead in sins, seeing nothing and knowing nothing aright. Can we do nothing for them? These are questions to which every true Christian ought to find an answer. We should strive in every way to spread our religion. The highest form of selfishness is that of the man who is content to go to heaven alone. The truest charity is to endeavor to share with others every spark of religious light that we possess ourselves, and so to hold up our own candle, that it may give light to everyone around us. Happy is that soul which, as soon as it receives light from heaven, begins to think of others as well as itself. No candle which God lights 
was ever meant to burn alone. We learn, secondly, from these verses, the great importance of right hearing. The words of our Lord Jesus Christ ought to impress that lesson deeply on our hearts. He says, Take heed how you hear. The degree of benefit which men receive from all the means of grace depends entirely on the way in which they use them. Private prayer lies at the very foundation of religion. Yet the mere formal repetition of a set of words when the heart is far away does good to no man's soul. Reading the Bible is essential to the attainment of sound Christian knowledge. Yet the mere formal reading of so many chapters as a task and duty without a humble desire to be taught of God is little better than a waste of time. Just as it is with praying and Bible reading, so it is with hearing the word preached. It's not enough that we go to church and hear sermons. We may do so for 50 years and be nothing bettered, but rather worse. Take heed, says our Lord, how you hear. Would anyone know how to hear aright? Then let him lay to heart three simple rules. For one thing, we must hear with faith, believing implicitly that every word of God is true and shall stand forever. The word in old time did not profit the Jews, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. For another thing, we must hear with reverence, remembering constantly that the Bible is the book of God. That was the habit of the Thessalonians. They received Paul's message, not as the word of men, but the word of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Above all, we must hear with prayer, praying for God's blessing before the sermon is preached, and praying for God's blessing again when the sermon is over. Here lies the grand defect of the hearing of many. They ask no blessing and so they have none. The sermon passes through their minds like water through a leaky vessel and leaves nothing behind. Let us bear these rules in mind every Sunday morning before we go to hear the word of God preached. Let us not rush into God's presence in a careless, reckless, and unprepared manner as if it did not matter in what way such work was done. Let us carry with us faith, reverence, and prayer. If these three are our companions, then we shall hear with profit and return with praise. We learn finally from these verses the great privileges of those who hear the word of God and do it. Our Lord Jesus Christ declares that he regards them as his mother and his brethren. The man who hears the word of God and does it is the true Christian. He hears the call of God to repent and be converted, and he obeys it. He ceases to do evil and learns to do good. He puts off the old man and puts on the new. He hears the call of God to believe on Jesus Christ for justification, and he obeys it. He forsakes his own righteousness and confesses his need of a saviour. He receives Christ crucified as his only hope and counts all things loss for the knowledge of him. 
He hears the call of God to be holy, and he obeys it. He strives to mortify the deeds of his body and to walk after the Spirit. He labors to lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets him. This is true, vital Christianity. All men and women who are of this character are true Christians. The troubles of all who hear the word of God and do it are neither few nor small. The world, the flesh, and the devil continually vex them. They often groan, being burdened. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 4. They often find the cross heavy and the way to heaven rough and narrow. They often feel disposed to cry with Paul, O oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Romans chapter 7, verse 24. Let all such take comfort in the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, which we're now considering. Let them remember that the Son of God himself regards them as his own dear relations. Let them not heed the laughter and mockery and persecution of this world. The woman of whom Christ says, she is my mother, and the man of whom Christ says, he is my brother, have no cause to be ashamed.